what is happening and, and what isn't happening? How do you navigate even understanding what that means? You know, everything around us is sort of an energy. Everything is always being birthed and everything is always dying. You know, we've never even really seen anything die. It's just a transition from one form of energy into another. And that's all of our life is. It's a, it's a transition from one form of energy into another, interacting with infinite energies all around us. You know, these things around us, this form of matter, it's just it's all just spirit doing something, teaching us a lesson, preparing a message. We are all just sulking in this infinite internal bliss of love and hate, of light and dark. I don't know how to comprehend it, but I'm glad you're here with me today. I'm Heath Armstrong, and this is Never Stop Peaking. It's depressing like a dimple on your butt. If you behave, you'll get a nickel you can spend on stuff. And in time, you'll get a dime if you impress your boss. So you can buy some more stuff just to numb your thoughts. You've been a space-driven higgity hunk of me since birth. Flying through the universe on a rock called Earth. Composed of stardust with an emotional gut. Why you letting conformity slam you up the butt? You're not one fucks, two fucks, red fucks, blue fucks. You can play duck hunt and wait around for luck. Or you can rent a big truck and drive your vision. Build a palace to the moon your schmuck friends piss their pants Get up and dance, rocket ship that booty Take a chance for your freedom, miggity milk that booby Cause when the fear attacks, it tries to crack What you're thinking, fuck no, you'll never stop peeking Synchronicity is everywhere It's kind of mind-boggling how how much synchronicity you can find if you're just opening your eyes to look for it. The other day I was cruising around in my van. By the way, I, I fucked my van up. Um, I'm kind of homeless right now. I'm, I'm floating around the Tennessee and Kentucky area. If you're in the area, hit me up. Um, yeah, that's a whole other story. But before I fucked my van up, I was at the Grand Canyon and and I said to Ashley, who's I've been just falling deeply into this crazy form of, of love with recently. I said, um, something about cookie monster. Like I need to get like, I saw a cookie monster donut somewhere, a cookie monster looking donut somewhere like a couple weeks before that. And the cookie monster kept coming back into my head. And I always sort of make a joke like, you know, life is okay. Everything is fine. Even when the cookie monster steals your fucking cookies, which is even referenced on one of the new cards in the affirmation deck that we just launched on Kickstarter. If you listen to the last episode, the Kickstarter kind of went bananas and this sort of massive unexpected surge of support came through and we were able to uh, raise $170,000 to get these decks printed and out and, and to spread the positivity in the world, which is something that I haven't been able to catch up with mentally or physically yet. I'm still integrating what that even means. It, it, it's just, it's mind boggling. It's unbelievable. But it was, it was a lot of following of, of synchronistic patterns. And when we got to the Grand Canyon, after I just mentioned the cookie monster earlier that day, um, there was this fucking maniac dressed up in a cookie monster costume. Of course, this guy had a fucking, he, he had a mask on in a cookie monster costume. 
I think trying to make a point in some way, <laughs> I don't know, but, uh, it was just like standing outside of the grand Canyon, like visitor center in a cookie monster outfit. <laughs> I was like, these are the little things in life that you notice. And you're like, okay, the universe is listening. It is placing signs everywhere to show me how much we can play. And it, it's, it's wild. Um, you know, there is so much abundance around us and within us, but we often forget because we're always focusing on what we don't have. And that is a problem. Uh, I've been in this journey, just sort of discovering over and over again, you know, I'm not always happy. I'm not always able to get my shit together. I'm not always able to create. I've actually been in a a good six week period of not being able to create at all. But, you know, I, I, I used a lot of force and I used a lot of intense work and creativity throughout the process of trying to put together, um, you know, the thought that maybe we can put these decks on Kickstarter, maybe we can raise some money and bring them in and spread positivity around the world. And it's okay to go up that mountain and, and hit the peak and then have to come back down again. And that, that's kind of where I've been. Um, optimism is hard fucking work. It's really, really hard work. But it starts with understanding that we are fulfilled already no matter what we have. Now, this is a really kind of a, a mind fuck thought. Um, because it's so easy to focus on what we don't have, but the focusing on what we don't have is really just a gigantic illusion, right? Are we all just going to keep focusing on the fact that we don't have enough? We don't have enough until COVID-69 comes and shoves something really gnarly up our ass. You know, what? What is missing from most people's lives? What is missing from my life? What is missing from your life? Think about it. What is missing from most people's lives? It's simply the realization that nothing is missing from their lives. (laughs) I got you good. What is missing from my life? Every day it's a realization that nothing is missing from my life but it always takes me time to get to that realization. You know, the more I can create a habit around understanding that, the easier it is to flow into my day and to stay in flow. But what about you? How often are you realizing that you really don't need more? You know, we're born and we die. We're really just this massive transformation of energy. We're this unbelievable transformation of energy throughout our lives. We go from one energy form into the next energy form into the next. Death is literally just a transformation from one energy form into another. And that ring, that's, that's God calling to tell us that we're on the right path. This is synchronicity here, baby. (laughs) This is the first time I've been in a place that has like just some random fucking phone that rings uh, all the time, which is interesting. Um, You must realize that there is always enough. And I want to play this, this sort of, uh, this clip from Alan Watts, because I'm also going to get into playing something from Terrence McKenna soon. I just want to sort of navigate this idea uh, of things in our life aren't good enough and, and sort of open up the, the idea that maybe everything that's good is also just as bad and everything that's bad is also just as good in, in its own realm. And so is it just a mindset on how we're viewing things? 
if something falls on my toe and it breaks, God, I'm going to feel like that shit hurts. I'm going to feel real fucking bad. I'm going to feel like something is missing from my life, like a healthy toe where I can't do certain things because my toe's fucked up. But I cannot see why that had to happen in the moment. I cannot see why I had to wreck my fucking van and where that's going to lead me in the moment. What we can do is we can practice in each moment to bring awareness to the fact that something that we were not expecting just happened. So how can we use it as motivation and fuel and and sort of positivity to grow into the next form of ourself, to learn the next lesson in life, to create the next thing that we're going to create, even if it's just drawing a picture of your neighbor walking down the street with a giant boner? It doesn't matter what it is as long as we're doing something, as long as we're transforming energy. When we are born into this world, we interact with all these forms of energy and matter. We transform the energy. And then we ourselves surrender and let go and transform into a different energy that carries on into a different life form of matter. Right? Matter is just spirit doing things. So how can we play with this idea? How can we go joyfully into the horrors of the world as, as Dave Lentz says? So if you've been feeling down, if you've been feeling hardships, if you've been having a hard time being optimistic, it all comes down to releasing attachments and expectations and realizing that the only thing missing from our life is this idea that something is missing from our life. <laughs> um, it's not the easiest thing to do. And, and I'm learning very hardly. It's taken me lots of hard cries, lots of very angry days where I'm feeling emotions that I haven't felt in years. Lots of hard conversations, lots of fucking incredibly frustrating moments of not feeling like I can create, not knowing what to release, not being able to record a podcast, not being able to to write something down to share, certainly not being able to be on social media. But understanding in all of that, if it's something that you're feeling as well, or if there's other things in your life that you're having a hard time feeling like you you need to be doing but you're not doing because it's just too hard or it's it, it's not supposed to be hard we are supposed to just flow and be with the world but we've created these very complex situations for us as humans in these boxes that we've built disconnected from nature feeding our egos These illusions are what make it so hard. So therefore, to be optimistic, it's hard work. But that hard work is much easier in the slowdown. Can you calm down? Can you breathe? Can you return to your sacred space, your altar? Can you write a couple lines in your notebook? Can you call your grandmother and tell her that you love her? Can you run down to the creek with no shoes on and rip your clothes off and go swimming? Feel the exhilaration of that cold water plunge. Feel the mitochondria in your body surging in a gigantic form of an army to beast up your immune system and get ready for the next best COVID-69, baby. I don't even want to say the fucking word COVID. That's the thing in itself, you know. 
these these labels, these identities that we put on everything that are going to limit us in all these different ways because it's just now part of our reality. Oh, it's here now, so we can't be like we were. We can't be happy. We can't be explorative. We can't give ourselves fucking hugs. We can't hug our neighbors. We can't exchange bodily fluids. It's too, It's all too scary. Be very careful. Be very careful what kind of information you're digesting. Be very careful about propaganda. Turn your fucking TV off and go outside and let the sun hit you in the face. Let those cortisol levels beast you up. There's something really magical that happens when it's dark outside before the sun starts coming up. Optimism is hard fucking work. But work the best you can to release your attachments, release the... the idea that we have to have desires that are beyond what we already have. And remember that what is missing from most people's lives is the the realization that nothing is missing from their lives. So next time you feel down, what is missing from your life? It's just that you are forgetting that nothing is missing. I'm going to play this little clip from, uh, it's called the Chinese farmer. It's an Alan Watts clip in, um, I'll get right back into this after. I'm excited to share this. If you haven't heard it, if you have, listen again, because it never gets old. Once upon a time, there was a Chinese farmer who uh, lost a horse, ran away. And all the neighbors came around that evening and said, that's too bad. And he said, maybe. The next day, the horse came back and brought seven wild horses with it. And all the neighbors came around and said, why, that's great, isn't it? And he said, maybe. The next day, his son was attempting to tame one of these horses and was riding it and was thrown and broke his leg. And all the neighbors came around in the evening and said, well, that's too bad, isn't it? And the farmer said, maybe. And the next day, the conscription officers came around looking for people for the army. And they rejected his son because he had a broken leg. And all the neighbors came around that evening and said, isn't that wonderful? And he said, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) The whole process of nature is an integrated process of immense complexity and It is really impossible to tell whether anything that happens in it is good or bad. Because you never know what will be the consequences of a misfortune. Or you never know what will be the consequences of good fortune. It's impossible to tell what is good or bad because you never know what will be the consequences of bad fortune. You never know what will be the consequences of good fortune. So as we, as we try to hang on to the idea that everything good is going to create more good and everything bad is going to create more bad, it's just simply not true. Because there are so many amazing things that are birthed on the back of misfortune. And there are so many terrible things that are birthed on the back of good fortune. That is the balance of the light and the shadow. That is the balance of the, of the earth, of duality. There's no escaping it. 
Now, of course, it feels better and it feels more abundant to be in this, this, this nice long ride of a life in, of good fortune. You know, no one wants to feel pain. No one wants to feel death. No one wants to feel like everything is melting. Everything is terrible. Everything is war. Everything is genocide. Everyone is dying of a virus. But that's fear. That's fear sneaking in and trying to create this illusion that everything is bad. No matter if there's good fortune or bad, everything is bad. And that's simply not true. You can look at all of those things, all of those negative things that are hitting the world in the mind. And you could say, wow, wow, we, wow. There are so many things that come from this that are great, that are beautiful, that have potential, that create opportunity to grow into something more beautiful with more potential. Most of the time, if I cannot find the answer to why I feel so down, because I think it's somewhere else outside of myself, which we know isn't true. Remember, because the thing that's missing from our life is the idea that something is the realization that nothing is missing from our life. It's nature that I go to and I submerge myself in. You know, living in a van it allows you to be submerged in nature, but it also is a, is a great test of so many temperaments. It is a great test of stoicism. It is a great test of patience. It is a great test of, of resources. If you ever want to come hang out in one of our outdoor adventures, by the way, I, I, since I, I fucked my van up, I'm going to be around the Tennessee area for a while. Uh, go to reliefoutings.com. That's R-E-L-E-A-F outings.com. The idea that you will get some relief um, with nature and, and sort of rediscover what it means to be human and to be one with the planet. Uh, my sister and, and her fiance, Bretholomew, this guy's got great biceps, by the way. Um, They've done a really amazing job of growing this little project that we started a couple of years ago called Relief Outings. And we go out into nature. We do backpacking trips and submersions. And I know some of you are in the area. I know some of you are around Nashville. I know some of you are uh, around Tennessee, Kentucky, Georgia. We're going to be posting some events coming up soon for that. So keep an eye on it and hit me up if you want to join. It would be fun to see you, have you come out. Um, you can also follow them on uh, our account on relief outings on Instagram. Again, that's R E L E A F not, not I E F. Um, okay. So nature is this, like it's the, the ultimate ego destruction tool for me. When I go out and I have a little pack of gear and I have to spend three or four days submerged in nature, you, you forget really fucking quickly what your problems are. You forget really quickly what you've been pouting about, what you've been struggling with. It becomes very easy to be, to be optimistic. And the way that you know that you're being optimistic and the way that you know that you're having a grand form of happiness is that you're not thinking about being happy or optimistic. You don't have to think about it. When you're happy, you don't think like, oh, I'm so happy right now. It's not really the case. The only time you ever really think about happiness is when you're unhappy or you're stuck in between the world of unhappiness and happiness. If you're identifying that you're happy 
it's more likely that you're in between this, this state of unhappiness and happiness than it is actually being happy. Because when you're actually happy, you're flowing. You're excited. You're in the moment. And you're not thinking about what your mindset is. You are just being. You are that. You can say it as an affirmation. I am that. I am this. I am a part of this. I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm thinking about starting this fire. I'm thinking about setting this tent up. I'm thinking about fording this river. I'm thinking about climbing this mountain. I'm thinking about how amazing this little meal is going to be when I get the higher, when I get the fire warm enough to cook on it. How incredible this sip of tea is going to be once I get the water boiling after I filter. I guess you don't really have to filter water if you're boiling it, but never hurts. So there's so much wisdom that comes through the channel that we know as Alan Watts. And there's so much wisdom that comes through the channel that we know as Terrence McKenna. And if you haven't listened to Terrence McKenna, this guy will blow your fucking mind. I mean, it's, it's crazy what level of understanding exists in this world. And we can become a part of that. You know, people are in in yourself and myself and, and Alan Watts and Terrence McKenna. We're all just reminders of the world's magic. We're all just reminders and signals of synchronicity. So when I listen to this passage I'm about to share to you, some magical things happen. But I want to relate it back to the Alan Watts one of like, we don't know what is good and what is bad because the outcomes of both can be good or bad. The opposite of each other. It's all the same thing. We are all one. So how often can we look at these things that we feel are so terrible and be like, this is actually really fucking beautiful. Really, really beautiful. My sweet babies, really beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so listen to this clip. It's pretty, it's pretty wild. Not to speak of whales and dolphins specifically, but nature as a dynamic field of activity beyond the reach of politicians, image makers, and so forth and so on. Uh, Nature is the constant psychedelic companion of the human experience. I, I think, you know, we know this. That's why we crowd into cities and build walls and keep nature at bay. You, if you go into nature, alone and don't eat much and don't speak much within 72 hours you know the hills speak and the winds confer with you and you are conveyed into an animate caring living natural dynamic but it's threatening to the ego this is the first time in two hours I've used this word. Uh, but the ego is a, is a, a maladaptive, uh, tumor-like growth in the personality that has been inculcated into you by the toxicity of culture. It is literally the response to toxic culture is the growth of ego. The more toxic the culture, the more the ego is revered as a natural value within that culture. So 
responding to dolphins and whales and anthills and termite swarms and these kinds of things is uh, an opening to the natural dynamic that's all around us. Many people never observe nature except when psychedelics force it upon them. But this is a very, I think if you feel, if you feel afraid of psychedelics, but you want the juice that you may sense there, you know, take up wilderness camping and uh, do it assiduously and though it's a slower process and you may not have specifically colored hallucinations, the conclusions that you will emerge with are essentially the same as the psychedelic voyager emerges from. And nature is deep, ordered, dynamical, and caring for the project of being. And so should we be. And the order that we seek is the natural order of our, uh, of our bodies and our minds in interface with the world, not the unnatural order of ideology, commodification, propaganda, and, uh, and uh, a misuse of communication. Mm. Okay, so theme you know the response to a toxic culture is basically the growth of ego look around everyone in this psychosis constant egotistical rampages we're all pointing fingers saying that you're the one you're the one everything is your fault everything is this person's fault everything is the reason is is blooming from this bullshit that happened in the past from this person or that person it's not me, it's you. Kids are learning this from us. It's crazy. Like the toxicity in our culture is creating this massive growth of ego, which is just becoming more and more destructive. The answer is never, ever to continue to build this illusion. But sometimes I have to look at it and be like, is the earth allowing these illusions to build with humanity so that it'll come to a breaking point and, and just there'll be a, a, a massive cataclysm of, of humanity because we need a reset? And is that necessarily worst case scenario? And I could look at that with an ego and be like, oh, that's a terrible scenario because my ego needs to thrive and I need to be safe as a human. But it's not true. Like what we're doing as a, a cancer to this planet is detrimental. I mean, we were getting pretty good there with like removing plastic ops, plastic uh, utensils and, and packaging before the quote unquote pandemic hits. And now it's like all of these giant fucking corporations that were making plastic. How can we get in there and sell more of this and this? You know, it's like now everywhere you go out to eat, they give it to you in to go containers with plastic silver and everything is wrapped individually in plastic. Like what the fuck? It's not Okay. So now the only thing I can do is, is step back and say, I cannot participate in this. I haven't been on social media because I do not want to participate in this. I don't know what else to do. If you're okay with going to that restaurant and buying that thing because you're really hungry and you have these cravings and you want to feed that belly, 
But then afterwards, you're like, oh, fuck, there was all this plastic involved. Like, you're aware of it. That's good. That's because most people are never even aware of it. They don't even care. If you're aware of it, it's, it's one thing. It's a signal. But, like, how do you actually help? Like, of course, we want to support small businesses, but we need the ones that are being environmentally friendly. But there's all these systems in place to make it impossible for them to survive. It's like you have to be the lowest cost fucking expense budgets or you're not going to make it. So therefore, we buy styrofoam still. What the fuck? Styrofoam. Come on. All right, I'm going to stop with that rant because I could go on forever with that. But psychedelics can be experienced and will ultimately 100% change the way that you think and feel about and within the world. You don't have to consume or experience psychedelics to understand nature in her core because you can, as Terrence was saying, experience a submergence of nature and learn the same thing over a longer period of time. You might not blast off like you would in a 15-minute DMT trip, which is really just a release of chemical that's natural in your brain. It's a dream state. It's an alternate realm that you're going into, right? But if you go out in nature and you sit there for two or three days and you have very little food or you're eating fruit, you're, you're foraging from the land and it's nurturing you, you are becoming part of nature within nature, you're bathing in the streams, you will find out really quickly what it's like to be psychedelic. You will find out really quickly what it's like to be in and out of those realms. And you start to learn that death really is just a constant reminder of how beautiful our moments are. You start to learn that death really is a surrender, a letting go, a transformation from one energy in your body into another energy of matter or spirit transcending. And what is that like? We don't know, but we do. We came from there and we're going back there and it's beautiful. But there's an illusion that it's hard, that it's scary that we can't. All I know, well, again, like I've said this a few times, the only thing I know is that I don't know anything. But what I do think that I know, which could be a complete illusion as well, is that whenever I feel like something is missing or something is hard or something is depressing or I can't wake up this morning because I'm sad, or I can't write because I can't get inspiration. Or I can't get energy to go outside and look at the sun. In those moments, ooh, got a little premature on my exit music there. In those moments, I can now realize that the only thing that is missing <laughs> is the realization that nothing is missing. It's to fill in the gaps with the wholeness of what's around you and what's already within you. It's to look at the flower and say, thank you, I love you. It's to look at the trees and touch them and say, thank you, I love you. It's to look at the dude who's fucking streaking down the road and say, thank you, I love you and your dong. It's to look at the robber who's, who's robbing the store and say, thank you, you know, I love you. I hope that somewhere, some way, you find peace. 
you know, bad things happen to good people. And I'm not saying that it's okay. I'm saying that the entirety of it, the bird's eye view of it, is that we really don't know the difference between good and bad or why these things happen. But we do know that there's plenty of bad things that happen that birth into ultimately great things and good things that happen that birth into really bad things. And I do truly believe that nature is always using the least amount of pain in order to create its highest good. And that least amount of pain could be detrimental. It could be terrible to us. It could be horrific. It could be genocide. But what comes on the other side of that is something that we don't know and we can't see, but we can believe in it. We can have faith. We can love it. We can love ourselves. And we can realize that nothing is missing from our life. We are whole. And in that wholeness, we can create. We can sit around fires and give each other high fives. We can drink water and be thankful for it. We can flow like the ocean and wash out the droughts. We can stop trying so fucking hard to figure things out. Because the answer lies within the idea that nothing was missing to begin with. I'm Heath Armstrong. This is Never Stop Peaking. I hope you enjoyed this episode. There's some really good ones in the past hierarchy. Um, how to get try, how to get high without using drugs. Uh, really good breakdown of information on on all these different things you can do throughout your life to sort of expand that creative mindset um, and enter into a psychedelic realm, as Terrence was talking about, without actually doing drugs. So go check that one out. Uh, go back and listen to my episode with Sarah uh, Seidelman. She created the How Good Are You Willing to Let It Get deck. Also an incredible conversation. There's so many more back there. I will be back with more consistency shortly. Uh, we're going to start blasting these affirmation decks out into the world. So if you didn't check out that Kickstarter, you can hit up ragecreate.com forward slash Kickstarter and check it out. Uh, we will be doing pre-orders on our website after we release all the decks for fulfillment through uh, the platform. And then of course, check out the other podcast. It's 60 second power affirmations for your creative maniac mind. Uh, basically just a couple minutes a day to beast up your mind with some enthusiasm, some inspiration, some nice music. And until next time, love you friends. Bye. There's a place called space and it's got the magic. There's a place called space and it's got the balls. There's a place called space and it's got the passion. There's a place called space where we can smash the walls. There's a place called space where we'll face fuck conformity and the chatter of incompetence is slaughtered at birth. In this place called space, we'll build a factory of smiles that will assemble with our minds and sell to earth.